Hello and welcome to So What You're Saying Is. I'm Peter Whittle. Now, before I introduce my guest this week, I just wanted to remind you, you might have seen we put a video up quite recently about the New Culture Forum Smith's Lecture, which is happening uh, this year in London on November the 29th. The guest speaker is the wonderful Rod Little, so it will be very amusing as well as very enlightening. Um, do uh, rush and get tickets because they are selling fast. Uh, we will put the link to where you go uh, under this video if you want to look at that and you'll see if you just uh, go on that and then you'll be able to get tickets. That's the 29th of November, it's a Tuesday here in London, Smith Lecture with Rod Little. My guest this week is one of the chief proponents of what is called national conservatism. Yoram Hazoni is the author of a critically praised, praised book which came out a while ago called The Virtue of Nationalism. He is chairman of the Edmund Burke Foundation and also president of the Herzl Institute. Um, he's with me now. His new book is called Conservatism, A Rediscovery. Um, thank you very much for coming in. My, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. No, it's, we actually were meant to do this in the summer. Right. Uh, actually, no, not in the summer. First in the summer and then in September. And then, of course, what happened is the Queen died and um, it was going to be very, very difficult to arrange everything. Um, before I talk about the book, just to, I want to be, I'd be very interested to know, looking from the outside, you're based in Israel, aren't you? Looking from the outside, uh, what did you, what conclusions did you draw, what impressions did you get during that period of Britain in terms of conservatism? I mean, here we had the death of a, a much beloved queen and the accession of a king and the public reaction to it. What was your impression? Did it look like we were in good health? Look, in, in, in some ways, uh, the UK is, uh, is one of the healthiest and most traditional of societies. There's, there's still a queen, now a king. Uh, there, there's, uh, the common law is there somewhere. The House of Lords is still around, the, 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 the Church of England. So in terms of um, structures, it looks like you know, an extremely uh, uh, conservative traditional society. And yet, at, you know, at, the, at the same time, we know that, that uh, the UK is going through the same cultural revolution that is sweeping America and other countries. And, uh, and, and we, we sit at this, this uh, moment of, of dramatic mm. crisis uh, where, where uh, Mar Marxist neo uh, woke neo-Marxism is, uh, uh, has taken hold of vast numbers of institutions, both public and private. Yeah. Uh, it is not clear that, uh, that the old liberalism has enough strength in it to be able to, uh, in any way to retake the, these positions of power. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, we're left with the question of w what could come next if we don't, if we don't want to live in, in, a, in, in a perpetual neo-Marxist cultural revolution, what, what could be next? Yes. I mean, I think the, the point really is, is that uh, uh, one of the reasons for my question was that if you looked at that particular time, uh, all the instruments of the state all seem to be, you know, in good working order in place. But of course, those are just, if you like, the buildings. Uh, the buildings have been entirely hollowed out. That's the problem. Yeah. I think, isn't it? Well, it, it's, it is a little bit more than the buildings because um, have, having the ability, it's not, it's, it's not merely the, 
you know, the, uh, the, 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 the gorgeous, stunning, um, extremely noble and honorable uh, traditions about how to, uh, to, uh, uh, to part with a, with a beloved monarch and, and, and bring in a new one. It, it's more than that. It, the the public in uh, the public in Britain is um, wakes up and finds itself wanting to participate in these traditions. There's a a a, uh, a solemnity and and a, a nobility in which the public wants to take part. It's not you know you you, you don't have all sorts of people running around in the UK uh, you know uh, holding protests saying. Uh, you know, uh, down with the monarchy. We need we need a, we need a liberal republic right now. Mm. Um, so that's meaningful. Mm -hmm. it, it 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 is significant, but it it stands in stark contradiction, in sharp tension with the cultural revolution that's swirling around. These two forces are not they they can't coexist indefinitely. Uh, you say cultural revolution there. I mean, um, I would want to talk a little bit about what national conservatism is. But first of all, there was a, a chapter in your book which um, frankly spoke hugely to me. And it was about, it's called The Challenge of Marxism, chapter seven. And in it, you are quite clear that this is a Marxist thing happening, but that it's an updated Marxism. Now, that might be quite uh, obvious to you, but I think there's an awful lot of intellectual energy that's being expended at the moment on what is the actual nature of this. You are quite clear. You're saying we have reaching a peak, if you like, reaching a, a well, a victory, if you like, in 2020. This has been updated Marxism. Uh, yes. Look, intellectuals are capable of uh, of having fine-grained arguments about virtually any subject. Uh, in this book, I try to uh, to keep it simple and clear, rather than you know going into all of these uh, 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 historical side arguments. the 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 simple fact is that um, uh, Marx and uh, and Engels and and uh, articulated a, uh, a a very very particular vision of um, of why there should be revolution. Why, why, why this? The, not not only the uh, the government structures, but but the societies in which they live need to be undermined and overturned, um, and that that structure is based on on a few premises. First, um, uh, the power of the Marxist paradigm comes from the Marxist framework comes from the fact that uh, Marx correctly understands something that many liberal thinkers who he's criticizing did not understand, which is that society is not, human societies are not composed of individuals. They're, they're composed of individuals who uh, inevitably, invariably form classes or groups. You can call them, I, th I think loyalty groups is a broader term, but uh, he calls them classes, which is to say that uh, human beings do not, as individuals, come together and, and decide to have a government and re remain individuals. Nothing like that happens. We're, we are born into families and congregations and tribes and nations. Sometimes in adulthood, we may switch to a, you know, to a different nation or a different congregation, but wherever we end up, the structure is always the same. 
human beings live in these hier hierarchically ordered um, uh, groupings to, yes. to which they're loyal. And when something happens to my group, then I, I, I feel it almost as though it's happening to myself. So that's the first thing. Mar Marx understands that society is made out of loyalty groups or classes. The second is that, uh, and, and this is where it begins to become controversial, is that, that Marx uh, argues that, uh, that these, not only do these classes or groups inevitably compete with, with one another, which is, I think, generally true, but that whichever group comes out the strongest, they will inevitably oppress and exploit uh, the weaker groups around them. Uh, in addition to the, you know, to the, 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 the direct um, uh, uh, exploitation, there's an indirect exploitation, which uh, ends up later being called false consciousness, which is the, the idea that the dominant group not only does it use its superior force to, uh, to exploit uh, other groups, but it also uh, generates a kind of a ruling ideology, which is then taught to all the groups so that every group in society ends up believing the things that the dominant group, uh, the, the things that serve the dominant group's interest. So it, it's much more insidious than simple, mm -hmm. simple exploitation. It's exploitation accompanied by this kind of, of brainwashing. So mm -hmm. people don't even know that they're being exploited. And, hit, and the ruling class doesn't necessarily know that they're doing the exploiting because they too are brainwashed. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then Marx proposes that the, the only way out is uh, is the uh, is the overthrow of the uh, of the ruling class, the ruling group. Now, it, it, it's a famous question: What happened? You know, in, in, for for people reading Marx, both scholars and 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 laymen, what's supposed to happen after the revolution? Because yeah, he just yeah. told us he just told us clearly that you know that after that the, the ruling groups compete and then one takes over and then it exploits the others and the, that's inevitable and then he says well yes but when you know w when the masses the you know the, the largest group when they finally have a revolution they will not exploit anyone yes. and and all of this will disappear so suddenly it turns utopian and frankly very difficult to believe um, so when we look at um, at uh, uh, the the history of marxism there's a a uh, a phenomenon, phenomenon called neo-Marxism. Neo-Marxism is a fancy name for uh, for uh, scholars and theorists who took these ideas and said, "Look, they don't just apply to economics; they apply also to culture." Mm. And uh, the the theory of the cultural revolution, where there's a dominant dominant group, you know, in in our day, people say, you know, the 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 the, uh, the white male patriarchy or, or something like that and all the other groups are exploited there's no possibility of a, a, a of a mutually beneficial uh, society in which the stronger groups and the weaker groups all benefit instead there has to be exploitation the dominant group has to be seen as evil and the overthrow of that group is the only legitimate goal it's the only legitimate politics that is the heart of the woke movement I I, mm. I, I think it's it, it's quite clear that they, they've, they've named the dominant group, they've argued that the, that the other groups are in, ceaselessly exploited and oppressed by the dominant group, by, by white males, and they, uh, they've uh, declared that, this, that the only legitimate po politics is, uh, is the overthrow yeah. of, of that group, and they work tirelessly towards that. Would that then, it would 
sort of suggests to me maybe that you would tend to believe that there was a kind of Gramscian uh, entry into all of the various uh, institutions of the state, um, uh, which has sort of come to fruition. Yeah, I think that's, um, I think that's fair. Uh, Gramsci, one of the, the, the early neo-Marxists, mm. um, analyzed uh, society in the early 20th century and said, uh, look, we, we can see after World War I, we can see that, um, that, the pro the, that the working class is not going to rise up mm and overthrow the economic order. If we want to see a, uh, a revolution, uh, we're going to have to work on the elites, yeah. on the institutions that govern the society at all levels. And um, he said that's, that's where the power is. Um, the overthrow is not going to come from the workers down below. It's going to come, come, it's going to come from educated elites, mm -hmm. the, 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 the bureaucracy, the managers, the people who run everything when they have um, uh, embraced a, a revolutionary Marxist consciousness, then, then, then we'll see the revolution. Yeah. And it's 100 years later, and his, his uh, predictions have proved um, uh, prescient. Yes, entirely right, it seems to me. Um, one thing that I think is, this is some of the passages in, in this book are, are so beautiful. And you talk about the way in which, uh, and I'm really praising it here, uh, the way in which liberalism or liberals, for want of a better expression, um, tend to be, is it were the kind of midwives of what we have now. Um, they, they somehow, they, they inevitably take on Marxism, even yeah. though they start from a position of, uh, of basically not being Marxist necessarily. But what interests me, so I, I can understand that, but what interests me is you also go into the various different um, developments from the 1960s onwards, basically, whereby what we would call conservatism sort of lost its way. Uh, you know, uh, this is, you know, th th this is a whole survey of what happened there. Um, but could you briefly tell us what, you, you talk about Cold War conservatism, and it basically it seems to, uh, the end result seems to be that it became just solely about something called liberty and not really about those things that one once would have defined conservatives, such as family, such as nation, such as, uh, you know, a locale. Yeah. Is that correct? Uh, I, th I think so, yes. I mean, the, uh, one of the main arguments of the book is that there is, a, there is a, an important distinction to be drawn between liberalism and conservatism. Uh, and uh, to 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 present that distinction simply, um, if if you are the kind of person who's who believes that what you need to understand about politics, about the political world and society, is fundamentally uh, the freedom and equality of all individuals, um, that that individuals do not uh, take moral and political obligations upon themselves except through consent, except through their agreeing to, to take obligations. And consequently, that the, that the role of government uh, uh, sh must be, should be, limited only to the defense of these individual liberties and, and equalities that belong to all, all men and women by nature. If, if that's your view, then, then you're a liberal. There are different kinds of liberals. There are progressive liberals and classical liberals and libertarians, but they all share 
that framework. Conservatives do not begin in that place. Conservatives begin with a, uh, an understanding that, that all of us are born into families and tribes and nations. That means that, uh, that we're born into a certain inheritance. We, we, we uh, pr probably grow up with a certain attitude with respect to uh, God and scripture that, that might be positive or negative, but there's some kind of an attitude that we inherit from, from our family and the community around us towards God and scripture towards nation, family, congregation, uh, man and woman, mm. and, and, and what's, the, what's the, the proper relationship between mm. men and women, uh, honor, sanctity, um, uh, loyalty. All, all of these things are uh, prominent, prominent features of a traditional society, of a conservative society that is uh, uh, concerned to advance um, itself uh, my nation, my religion, my inheritance, and to propagate it over, over many generations. Mm -hmm. Now, conservatives can and do uh, take uh, uh, an interest in, in, you know, in individual liberties, but, but as part of a much deeper and broader inheritance that, that gives you an entire matrix for, that, gives, uh, that gives the individual uh, direction. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, today, people say guardrails. Uh, a common sense about uh, w how, how far do, how far can you go uh, w with uh, with the, these inherited principles before you start to break them before you start to uh, destroy the society instead of fixing it and improving it. So, a conservative is not a liberal. Uh, the, there are all sorts of people who are t today confused. You you brought up the um, uh, Cold War. Uh, the Cold War alliance, uh, Cold War conservatism, uh, which was, um, it, it was an alliance between liberals and conservatives after the Second World War. Um, the, its great architect was, uh, was William Buckley. Mm. Um, it, it included uh, other famous uh, conservative thinkers like, like Russell Kirk. Um, and this, this alliance, it, it took the name eventually of fusionism. Uh, the, what was being fused was liberalism and conservatism. Two very different things were brought together, and for a good cause. Um, the, the the reason for it was that that Buckley and his circle uh, saw this was you know the uh, the 1950s saw the the spread of communism. Uh, uh, China had just fallen to the communists. Uh, there was a, a rising tide of of both actual communist activism, and more broadly, uh, a socialist worldview in, uh, in, in the UK and America and, and, and throughout the West. And, uh, and they said, look, let's, we, have to, we have to defeat these twin menaces of, of communism abroad and socialism at home. Let's uh, fuse liberalism and conservatism together, the anti-Marxist liberals. Those liberals who are willing to fight Marxism and the conservatives will be one thing. Uh, the, the idea of an alliance makes sense. They were few in numbers for various reasons, and 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 an alliance makes sense. But the fusion doesn't make sense. The fusion was an attempt to say, look, really, there isn't much difference between liberalism and conservatism. The, the way that they pulled this off was to uh, to declare that the public sphere would be liberal. But in our private lives, we should be conservatives. So you know, there's, a, there's a privatization of all inheritance and tradition mm. 
um, and it becomes the responsibility of the family and the church to uh, to hand down you know all values and all virtues and anything anything that the next generation needs to uh, to inherit from the past. Yeah. Whereas the public sphere is kind of neutral; it just allows all things to flourish. Um, so this was very successful in a, in an important sense. Uh, it was this kind of fusionism was prominent uh, in uh, in bringing Ronald Reagan to power in America, Margaret Thatcher in 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 the UK. It was uh, front and center. gave gave much of the uh, the, the, the energy and, 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 and some of the ideas that were relevant for bringing down the Soviet Union. It, it, by 1989, the Berlin Wall falls and fusionism had emerged victorious. The, the, the troubling thing about this seeming success story is I, I, I was, um, I, I was a, a, a Reagan activist. My, my, my wife and I founded a, 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 a a, a, a Reagan Thatcherite publication called the, the Princeton Tory, uh, in, when, when, when we were in college at Princeton, mm. and um, what was shocking to us is that we we understood conservatism to have you know a, a mul multiple principles and and planks. Uh, uh, Irving Kristol was uh, uh, probably our most important teacher, and he's, he he taught us that conservatism is about. Uh, um, religion, well, three things he said, religion, nationalism, and economic growth. And of those, he said that, the, that, that religion is the most important. Yes. The, the argument was um, that, that freedom by itself, left completely unchecked, will end up acting as a solvent. It'll destroy everything. So you, mm. you have to have the religious and national traditions in order to balance it and, and, and harness the freedom towards doing good instead of just destroying society. Mm. Um, and uh, but by the time that uh, that uh, Prime Minister Thatcher steps down in 1990, we all know that what 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 came out of that was not certainly not nationalism and certainly not religion, but 25 years of uh, of all freedom all the time, mm -hmm. the the liberty of the individual, which uh, you know liberals think that 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 that's the heart of everything. Conservatives know that that liberty is important, yes. but needs to be balanced. So, it, it, by 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 the time that uh, that uh, George H. W. Bush is declaring a new world order, in which um, uh, the the entire world would be, would be uh, wrapped in the rule of uh, 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 the 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 rule of law in, in order to advance liberalism. Mm. I mean, this is this is. What became known as liberal internationalism, or the, you know, the 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 the, um, uh, the rules-based liberal order. Um, what I take from what you're saying, therefore, is that conservatism or fused conservatism, what what came out of that was just way too weak to form any kind of defence to the onslaught that we're now seeing. Yes. Um, and that's where national conservatism comes in. I mean, your book yeah. is called Conservatism, a, Re a Rediscovery. Um, I mean, one of the main uh, questions that our audience asks really on is, look, we, we entirely agree with what you say, we, all of this, what do we do about it? What, what can we do about it? Because we appear to be in a system now in this country 
I think in an odd way less in Amer America, but there is very little to choose between the two parties, or nothing actually, not really, if you're talking party political terms. Um, so how can conservatism, true conservatism, uh, how can it in any way come back? How can it be a way to fight this? I mean, this is what you're really setting yes. out here, isn't yeah. it? Yes. Well, so let me let me focus just for a second on uh, on why liberalism is so weak. Okay, it, 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 because it, it, it's not obvious. The, the 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 advocates of liberalism in the 1950s and 60s um, did not believe it was going to collapse into some kind of Marxism. They they saw it as as the weapon against Marxism, and the um, it, it it turns out that they were uh, mistaken on this mm. on this point. The reason is that in the name of liberalism, they, they declared uh, uh, the state to be, the state and the public sphere to be neutral, neutral among all things. Now, some of this is good. Um, if, if you're declaring new, new neutrality between you know, people uh, of, of, uh, who, who have light skin color and people of dark skin color, then you know, I, I, I support that. I, I know very few people who don't think that that's yeah. a, a requirement of justice. Mm -hmm. But if the state is going to be insisting that there is uh, an equality, a sort of a, 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 an equality on all issues, you know, so so then you start to say, okay, so equality between men and women. Well, you know, m maybe that can be done. How about equality between Christians and Jews and atheists? All right, and I, 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 I'm I'm a Jew. I, I'm not the majority in uh, uh, my my, my co-religious religionists are not the majority in the UK or in America. Um, but does that mean that the state needs to be neutral? Uh, does that mean that um, that that God and, and, and Bible and prayer need to be eliminated from the schools mm -hmm. so that, you know, so that we can have this, this neutral state. Well, th this, keep, this, this keeps going. It turns out that you're not allowed to discriminate on the basis of age. You're not allowed to dis discriminate on the basis of, uh, of disability. You're not allowed to discriminate on the basis of sexual orientation. Now, the problem with this is, I, I, I mean, I think as soon as you start listening, it, what, what, what you realize is that that each one of these steps tears up and overthrows the, 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 the traditional norms that, that have been handed down. Mm. So in some, some, some cases that might be desirable, but, the, but the, the principle that every group needs to be equal to every other group, that the state has to, the, the, the state and society ha have to be without norms, without any kind of guiding norms to allow Anything to be considered to be better than something else. It, 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 you know, in the end, you get to um, uh, you're not allowed to discriminate between uh, uh, the citizens of your country and people who are born in another country. That means yeah. that there, you know there's no that borders become illegitimate. Every distinction becomes illegitimate. And in 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 that context, when children are raised, uh, parents are say to their children, you know, you should reason for yourself. Think for yourself. Do whatever makes you happy. I'll support you whatever whatever you choose in life. On on the face of it, that you know that that's a generous and positive thing. But in a society in which there are no guardrails, in which there are all the norms have been thrown out, nothing is considered to be better or worse in 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 the school system or in society. In under that in that 
context, what we've discovered is that children being told, think for yourself, they're just as likely to come up being woke neo-Marxists as they are liberals. Yeah. Some of them also come out fascists. I mean, the, 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 the total freedom to be anything you want, well, the liberals thought that it would make everyone liberals, but it doesn't. It doesn't do anything like that at all. Uh, the, 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 the actual outcome is, uh, is uh, young people feel like they're, they're drowning in an ocean of choices, don't know how to make the choices, and when they do make those choices, sometimes they're incredibly vicious. Mm -hmm. What then, uh, this follows on from that really, what you're saying, what then would national conservatism offer those young people? Yeah. Now, we should say, we were talking about this just before we started recording, which you, you made the point that the, that the book here is part of a sort of wider uh, project in the sense that there are conferences going on. There was one in Florida recently, was there not? Yes. Um, and, and in Europe. Um, and in fact, a lot of young people are actually coming yes. to these. Yeah. What is it that they are getting? Uh, let me just say that the book is my own personal you know, oh, it's, yes, my, it's, yes. my, it's, it's it's my own personal views, yes. um, but but it is a part of a uh, of a broader movement. Mm. This is the, this is um, na national conservatism is the uh, the you could say it's the reaction to uh, liberal internationalism. It, it, I mean it, it it it's almost in a sense a, a mirror image that if twenty five or thirty years liberals were selling us, we have to take down the borders. We have to create you know. Uh, one unified liberal order that's going to cover the entire globe. Everyone's going to join. Whoever doesn't join is going to be forced to join. Mm. Um, and uh, in 2016, uh, both with Brexit and the Trump movement, and subsequently, we, you know, uh, uh, with Orban and Maloney mm. now, uh, and in other countries, we we've seen what's common to the, these 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 uh, different nationalist conservative movements. What's common to them is that. Um, th that there's a broad public that's saying, look, you, you can't simply take my inheritance, my national traditions, my religious traditions, put them under a, a, uh, um, some kind of uh, universal rule of bureaucrats, unelected bureaucrats. So that, that, could, that could be the World Economic Forum, it could be the Euro European Union, it could be the World Trade Organization. But what all of these things have in common is that these are uh, unelected experts who are uh, uh, um, taking upon themselves to govern the world using liberal principles uh, and through the elites, as we, we discussed earlier. And um, many people, it turns out, uh, can't, can't accept this. They can't accept the idea that, uh, that Parliament, which, uh, w w w which has been govern governing England you know, for many, many centuries uh, in an in increasingly democratic fashion, um, is uh, simply going to be superseded by uh, experts sitting in, in committees and world bodies that they'll pick up the phone to, 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 uh, to, to the ministers in the UK or, or, or they'll call the EU and the EU will call the, the ministers in the UK and they'll say, oh, look, you, you, you can't do it this way. It doesn't matter that, the, the, that England has been doing it this way for centuries. You must do it some other way. Yeah, yeah. So in, in, in practice, this uh, uh, cashes out in terms of um, uh, all sorts of uh, 
issues, economic, cultural, uh, social, and religious. Uh, just you know, the, the most obvious one is the insistence uh, that that uh, national borders are you know have to be eliminated. But there, there are also issues of you know if if the World Economic uh, uh, Forum, if they if they decide that the right thing to do is uh, is to have a fluid flotation of uh, of manufacturing of of, of economic capacities f from one country to another, uh, that that's the best for the world, and mm -hmm. that means that your economy is going to be stripped of its assets and and sent somewhere else. Mm -hmm where the same factories can be run more cheaply, if that's the decision, then you simply have to smile and take it, but people don't. Yeah. And um, national conservatism is, 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 the response, is the response to that. It's almost, uh, I think you, you, you do say something uh, similar uh, to this, but it is almost like saying, actually, you know, uh, if we have tried this new thing, or we have gone along this road, and it's awful and it's not working, we should actually go back and reestablish what our forefathers had. Yes, that's it. Really. Well, so that 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 is at at the heart of uh, of Anglo-American conservatism. Yeah. Is you know, it's funny. Some you you often hear people say that that the the job of the conservative is to conserve whatever exists, mm. and I, I don't. It's very difficult to find that in the writings of actual conservative thinkers. Mm. I mean, the, there's mm. you know, there's wonderful uh, English conservative tradition, which, it, it, you know, it, you can trace it all the, you know, all the way back. But in the book, I, I, I begin with uh, John Fortescue in the 1400s. And uh, so this, this, this wonderful tradition, uh, Fortescue, Selden, um, Hooker, uh, 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 Clarendon, and Hale, and, and Blackstone, all of these, you know, centuries before Burke. Mm. And one thing that they all understand is that human things, uh, human institutions, um, th that they are—they always decay. All human things, no matter how good they are, they run down. They—they become—they—they they become corrupted. The original people who you know who who established a certain order uh, are are gone, and within a few generations, it 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 it, it starts to malfunction. The the role of the conservative is not to freeze the the current condition but rather to understand in what ways have our our positive institutions in what ways have they decayed what what do we need to restore in order to return us to functionality now that doesn't mean that you know every single thing that was you know was the case 50 years ago a conservative will say no we'll we'll, we'll try simply to imitate imitate whatever there was that's impossible a restoration is never a, a complete restoration it's a rebuilding for for uh, uh, something that will be strong and appropriate for for the current time and in that way you conserve you you you, you the heart of the thing is conserved and transmitted but through restoration yes and so this is i i, I think the, the the key to thinking about the current uh cultural revolution is that liberalism can't fight it because liberalism is telling is saying fundamentally you have to be you know you just have to allow whatever people come up with that if if that's what people come up with then you'll go with that you need something much stronger and uh, what used to um, to hold a, a nation like um, like uh, 
uh, Britain, earlier England, together was this lavish matrix of, uh, of inherited traditions and the responsibility of uh, restoring them when they run down. Mm. So that's where we are now. The, the, it, they've, they've run down, they need to be restored, and, a, and, and, and we have all of these resources from, you know, from many, many centuries uh, of thought and practice of how to conserve things, but we need to start uh, studying them again. We need to start living according to them again. That's actually a point uh, that you, you, you make in the book that I found quite striking, actually, because it's something which will appear totally alien to, to many people, which is that you can't be a true conservative without living a conservative life, really. Yes. Um, whereas I think that the, the, the orthodox view, obviously, we don't need to tell you, is, is that somehow your private life is, is your own affair and uh, it's nothing to do with anyone and that you can basically you know, go out and be a conservative or whatever and basically uh, let it all hang out you know, when you're yeah. not. <laughs> and um, I, I wonder, you, you, you're quite clear about this, aren't you? you, you in fact, you devote a, a section to it. Um, that one has got to live broadly what you would call a conservative life. Um, now, on a day-to-day -day basis, would that mean to be immersed in your community? Would it be to go to the local church or uh, synagogue or whatever it is? Uh, what would it actually entail to lead a conservative life? Well, you know, let, 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 let's begin with what, what, what the liberal life looks like, uh, because mm -hmm. all of us are familiar with that. Mm -hmm. um, a, a young, talented uh, uh, man is 35 years old. He's living with a woman. He's lived with her for years. There's no commitment. They don't know whether, whether they'll get married. Yeah. They don't know when children are going to come, but certainly it's later. They've moved far from uh, from the the community in which they grow, grew up, which means uh, they they don't have regular contact with with their parents, and 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 uh, there may not even be an extended family because mm -hmm. because people have so few children. So the, the, they don't they haven't adopted a new community. They don't have a congregation that they go to on Sabbaths. They the, either they go to the beach or they work straight straight through. You know the, the what's called the weekend now. There's no there's there's no Sabbath, which means that, that there's no time to plug into a community, into a congregation. There's no time to 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 uh, uh, study the ancient scriptures or or, or try to understand uh, things from 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 older people who are members of a you know of, of a traditional congregation. None of that happens. And so, you know, wh what in fact do they end up with? The the, the they end up with a career. I mean, they, they end up with a life that consists of, of attempting to move forward up, up in, in a business hierarchy. And it turns out that that, that I mean, you know, ba basic, basically what we're seeing is that, that emotionally human beings can't live like this. They don't want to live like this. The, 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 uh, the, the, the uh, m sharp movement toward, to, to adopt these, you know, radical, certainties of, of, of woke neo-Marxism mm. mm. is the direct result of, of, of a, a life that is empty. Now, when I say empty, I don't, I, I don't want to make this simply a rhetorical point. I, I want to define it so that it's clear. When I say an empty life, I mean that at 18 years old, you, you cut your ties with any kind of community, mm. uh, parents, family, uh, and, and 
go to a university where you know basically there are no adults. I mean, the you know the, the, the adults show up occasionally to teach something, but but there's no inherited transmission of a way of life. Mm. So eighteen-year-olds and twenty-year-olds, they you know they 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 they're all cut off from 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 the past, and uh, and they set out on this liberal life, which is a, a life in which the, there are no obligations. There are no inherited obligations, not to country, not to family, not to church. There are no inherited obligations. And think for yourself. And, and here's where they end up. They end up in, in a, uh, a, a drift and not knowing even that it's possible to be part of a hierarchical society of a family, to, to, the, to, to honor your parents throughout life, to, to have children who honor you throughout life. All of this is, is, is uh, lost and invisible. There is actually, can I just, uh, just, just to uh, uh, um, confirm that really, um, it, there does appear as well, I've always been struck by it, by it, there is actually an active rejection of these things amongst many people. You know, they they don't want to be neighbourly. Uh, they automatically see the family as being the bedrock of all neuroses. Um, they want to be free of it. It's all all about being free. Uh, during the Brexit um, debate, two groups emerged in this country, which is sort of similar to what you're saying: the, the somewheres and the anywheres. Yes, you know about this. Sure. Um, it's a, it's very it's much more parochial, but I I do think it's part of what you're saying. Sort of idea of the kind of great exalted self you know and all the possibilities of that which of course for most people amounts to actually something very mundane yeah. and as you say empty but what would you therefore suggest they do okay well look i here here's the part that you know some of your your viewers will will not be uh comfortable with um, i i think that for a person to be healthy and happy um he or she needs to be part of uh, the, the, the life of inheritance and transmission. That means being part of a social hierarchy in which when you're young, you look up to the older people and you learn from them and then mm. you get older and then you become the teacher. The, this um, tr form of conservative society or traditional society, it, it rarely exists anymore outside of Orthodox religious communities outside of Orthodox congregations, be Christian or Jewish or something else, um, and so at this point, if you if you want this kind of, um, I, I I would say, uh, m much more satisfying um, uh, co and complete uh, type of a life that, you, that that makes human beings feel feel. Uh, like they're doing something worthy and something important, you have to become a part of, you have to, to go to one of these Orthodox congregations. And instead of saying, you know, I'm your equal, I, I know everything, I, I, I can judge everything that you believe, you, 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 you have to humble yourself a little bit and, and say, look, I'm coming here because, because I want to learn. I want to learn what my ancestors had that, that, that I don't have. This is something that um, I, I, I included an uh, autobiographical chapter in the mm. book about me and my wife in college deciding to take up a conservative life. The reason that I 
uh, I, this is the first time I've, I've, I've written something like this. And the reason I included it is because I, I just felt that, um, that telling people uh, you should do this without giving an example of how it actually happened in some actual human beings' lives, um, that it wasn't fair. Right. And 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 uh, and so I, I I went into some some depth in this story of I I I get I went to college I, I met a young woman uh, both of us had grown up in uh, in t- t- typically uh, ruined um, uh, liberal families mm-hmm. you know my uh, uh, divorce and uh, and and. Uh, a distance from family life and distance from tradition, and we decided on the basis of um, of the little that we knew. Uh, I had an aunt and uncle who were uh, Orthodox Jews living in Israel, and um, and my wife had grandparents who were uh, 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 extremely traditional religious people. And based on the very little that we knew about it, we decided that that we wanted to uh, to build and that kind of a family and in fact and in, in fact we we did we we, we joined an orthodox communica- uh, 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 an ortho- orthodox community in uh, at university and then we 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 now live in 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 an orthodox community in jerusalem um we have uh nine children and three grandchildren um and are part of a family that has well in in the you know the the the, the recent Reunion of my aunt and uncle's family. There were about ninety-six people there, and there was a drone taking a picture of the of the empire that that you know yeah. that my aunt and uncle now in their eighties they 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 really built something extraordinary, um, and I, I want people to know that it's possible. It's possible to to lead that kind of a a, a constructive life, which is. You know, not reduced to your uh, the workspace in which you work for whatever corporation you work for. By way of finishing, uh, it's a well, it's a very big question to be finishing on. But I, I, I'm assuming therefore that you think it's not possible to be a too conservative without having faith. Um, yeah, yes, and no. I, in 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 the book, I do go into. Um, into why I think uh, that uh, God and Scripture are are necessary for Anglo-American conservatism, um, but I, but I I want to be careful with this because the, I I I meet all sorts of people who say, look, I don't believe in God, and so you know there's no place for me in that kind of tradition. I, I think that's not true. I think it's important to understand that. That growing up in in liberal society means that you've inherited a whole system of ideas, and you don't know what the alternative is. Mm-hmm. People 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 who who they, they they think they don't believe in God or they think that they don't believe in Scripture. What they really don't believe in is the the caricature that that mm-hmm. they've inherited, mm-hmm. and the the way to get around this is, uh, it, and you know this used to be called open mindedness, is only by uh, by participating in the actual life of a conservative community, by uh, living with and experiencing, um, you know what it is that they're ha- handing down. Only in that way can you begin to understand what it is that they're talking about. Yes. So just uh, here, a, a crucial example. Some 
often a young man and a young woman want to get married and they want to stay married. But everybody knows now that the chances that they're going to stay married are, are slim because, yeah. because you know, at least half, maybe even a majority in many places are going to end up being divorced. What does that mean? It means that, that the skill of having a conservative marriage, the skill of having the kind of marriage that could last for 40 or 50 or 60 years throughout life, that skill has been lost. You can't just have you know, two liberals join together and, and they'll be able to create that. You can only learn what it is by participating in a community where you have examples to, to see what it is. Conservatism is not something you can get out of a book. Reading, reading about how to save your marriage is not going to help you. The only thing that will help you is time spent with uh, older people who've achieved it, who are living it, watching them and imitating them. That's the way that you actually learn the skills yeah. of, of conservation. And the, the same thing ends up being, being true also about the, the, the skill of, 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 of placing scripture in your life and understanding what actually are religious people talking about when they talk about God. Those, are, those, those should be uh, the, the things that you leave aside as you experiment with trying to live a conservative life. For most people, they eventually, if, if they do lead a conservative life, the, their understanding of all these questions changes in a constructive and interesting way, and it's helpful. Well, that's a very positive note to end on, uh, Yaron. Um, thank you so much. Um, the book, Conservatism, A Rediscovery. There we go. And um, it is, I think, a very important book. Uh, and uh, obviously that's how people are seeing it at the moment. Um, thank you once again uh, for coming. Pleasure. Um, that's it for this week on So What You're Saying Is. We shall see you next time. Thank you very much. Bye. Hello. If you're enjoying the New Culture Forum channel and you believe in our mission, may I invite you to join our membership scheme at the link below or on our website, newcultureforum.org.uk. Our work is more important now than ever, and we have great plans ahead for the future, but we can't do it without your support. From as little as £3 per month, you can help ensure that we continue on our mission. As a member, you'll receive a range of benefits, including access to exclusive content, invitations to our private events, including here at our studios, free copies of our books, and much, much more, including, of course, our famous NCF mug. If you aren't able to become a member, then please help us by clicking this button and subscribing to our channel. It's completely free. Just remember to also click the bell icon so that you can get notifications when we post new videos. Thank you.